Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! Garden baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you only fuck that. Black me, This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. I think wrestling is for fucking retards. <laughs> Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Al Morris, as always. And yo, I, I you know, man, I, I'd be disappointing motherfuckers if I didn't do what I came here to do tonight. And it's just like, it, it's it's a difficult thing, you know. Um, wrestling has had a place in my history as far as entertainment goes and I'm not I can't say that I'm 100% ashamed of all of that I I don't think that at all I think so much of what I enjoyed in wrestling was a great time and so much of what I remember of it was exactly what it was and and it was it was great it can't be recreated. That time can't be replicated at all. A lot of the people who I watched have turned into something that they weren't. 
And maybe part of my fandom clouded some of what I was seeing. And now that I see things very, very clearly and I've evolved, I've, I've, I've matured into something far, far different. Now I see things very clearly. And I, I can't treat them as if I don't see them that way. You know, I'm a, I'm a very straightforward cat. And um, some people think that I just say things to say things or I troll or I, 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 I'm trying to get a reaction. But that's not it. When it comes down to it, I have a high moral stance on a few things. Um, and, I, and I just don't waver on those things. So, like, for instance, uh, animals. If someone's out there abusing animals, I don't give a fuck what kind of entertainment that they did. If people are out there abusing women, I don't really care what kind of entertainment that they did. People are out there being pedophiles. I don't care what kind of entertainment they did. It's over for them. I'm not, I'm not uh, supporting that. And I'm not going to just look the other way as people continue to support them and ride with them like that's a good thing. Because then when those people take a high moral stance on something else, I'm not, not only am I not taking you seriously, I'm going to point out how you're rolling. And that's not being, you know, like a backstabber. That's not being, you know, um, a troll or anything. That's being loyal to my motherfucking morals. So, Let's let's uh, start off by getting into the Tom Segura thing. Um, Tom Segura, I'm a big fan of uh, your mom's house, which is Tom Segura and his wife, Christina P. Um, I listen to their show every week. Um, I love their brand of comedy. Um, they, and I've said this before, I believe, on the show, um, the friendship group that they have... It's pretty much Tom Segura's wife, Christina P., Burt Burt Kreischer, Joey Diaz, Bill Burr. These are the fucking – like these motherfuckers talk to each other every single week. These guys do shows, the podcasts together every week. These guys are always on the phone with each other. This, This is a crew right here of comedians. They all have very like minded senses of humor. So if you say like oh, I I love Burt Kreischer but I hate Tom Segura, you're there's something else there that that's not a real thing because I've watched all their specials and laughed the same fucking way the same type of shit and um you know I mean they touched on some shit they they go at people all all day I mean that's that's what they do they they watch TikToks they make people who just do ridiculous things on a regular basis so I'm gonna play like a good portion of this uh, this is like a nine minute clip I'm not gonna play the full nine minutes but I'll play the good um, you know first half chunk all right so just just sit tight you'll see what everybody's fucking mad about and then I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about it and start lighting people on fucking fire. This is the time. Who is Randy? I dated a guy for a summer who was really into wrestling, like really into wrestling, and that's about the equivalent of <laughs> an adult watching puppy dog. <laughs> so many guys who love wrestling. 
I think wrestling is for fucking retards. But it is. But so many people. So <laughs> like many people it, it love is the it. fucking <laughs> stupidest shit. And I think you're a fucking tool. <laughs> if you're like, yeah. Hey man, it's not fake. It's fucking it's fake, fake, and you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But grow up. They're not real fights. Uh, these are just stunt people. <laughs> but imagine and the fact that like guys are like, man, did you see the Undertaker reaction? That, that's who he loved. <laughs> he liked Undertaker, Jesus and Christ. he made me go to a WWE event in yeah. in LA. When it's I pathetic. Was... It's pathetic. I'll you're tell a you pathetic what, though. Person. I'll tell you what. Yeah. It was actually pretty fun. What was? The event, going to a live wrestling. Yeah, so is the Special Olympics. It's a fun <laughs> thing to go to, but it's not real. It's not a real competition. Of course not, but some people do. The people who think it's real, they are R-worded, definitely. They're completely retarded. Yeah. It's for children. It's not for... But when it's a male adult... If you're over 11 and you're like, you see SmackDown last night? <laughs> <laughs> That's how this guy was, and he knew all of them. And, and the then story. he tagged in his partner... And then they grabbed a chair. Man. I, I never thought we would see the day. Yeah, I know. That the Bass Brothers <laughs> would hold the belt. What the fuck is wrong Wait, with you? Wait, and then he would tell me the saga. He's like, and then, you know, Vince McMahon, he's the bad guy. And Vince owned the whatever. And no, I'm like, it's, it, you are know, you kidding me? That's how shit? the ads for wrestling should be. It should be like, WWE... <laughs> This is for diminished capacity. That should be their tag for the fucking wrestling show. Wee, 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 uneducated. It's not a real sport. They're so dumb. I mean, what, do you like that or something? No, Josh Potter Me? does. Yeah. No, that Potter is the one that likes wrestling. Yeah, he does likes he? wrestling. Mm-hmm. He likes, I thought he liked real sports. He also likes fake ones. Oh, okay. All right, he's a good well, guy. I like Potter. <sighs> I mean, I always see Buffalo Bill stuff and Sabres. I figured it was... I didn't realize that he actually still watched that. Still? Uh, it's been a few years. All right. What yeah, happened in a few years? I have watched it in my adult life. But what happened a few years ago? <laughs> it got real boring. I don't know. I just stopped uh, paying attention. I actually had things to do. You're okay. an adult. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I moved here and I had a life. All of yeah, and you got laid and you had a yeah. life and you had exactly. an adult life. That really took away. Yeah. Uh, my time in watching Monday Night Raws. Who was your favorite wrestler? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. But that was like as a kid. Yeah. He wasn't. He's not been an active wrestler in how long? Uh, well, he actually has. <laughs> he really? Was active well into his sixties. Really? Oh my. In fact, I went to WrestleMania in two thousand seven where Shawn Michaels retired him. Shawn Michaels. But was it like? So was he like a part of the regular weekly uh, rotation? Yeah. And really? then his daughter uh, became a wrestler, and he came back and would, like, do bullshit, like, as a manager kind of thing. Yeah. It's, but it's, as, uh, so you guys want to know more about wrestling? Yeah. No. So who, as an adult, <laughs> was your favorite wrestler? So Ric Flair was your childhood hero, and who, was, in your 30s, do you think uh, was the coolest? Adam Cole's pretty cool right now. You should check him out. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Dave, okay, what's worse? Okay, okay, here we go. Deal breaker. Uh, by the way, it is a deal breaker. What's a, what's if, a deal breaker? If you were like, no, no, I got hey, it's one. Monday Night Raw, I'd be like, well, here's the fucking Tuesday <laughs> morning divorce papers. I got another one for you. Yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I would not entertain that for a second. What would you rather have me be really into, okay? What? I'm into wrestling. 
Hardcore. Like, I'm like, I'm... I, I, I immediately would be like, you're way too stupid. Ric Flair's my guy. I'm watching every match. Okay, no. or I'm into cosplay. Hardcore cosplay. And I like to play Storm from Justice League or whatever. Who's it called? What? Like, I'm, I'm one of these characters, and I dress up, and I go to these conventions at, at, in, a, in character. It's almost an equal trade-off, <laughs> but here's why wrestling is worse. It's worse. Yeah. It's worse because people pretend it's a sport. So and they all believe the, it. They, they, like, the people who are on college, they go like, yeah, we're pretending. This right. is pretend. Spider-Man, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that this is, we're jumping into this world. People, there's wrestling fans who are like, this is a real, this is real. I mean, yeah, that is the trouble so with the it. The fact that like there's that level of delusion involved in it, you know, <laughs> it makes it worse because you can be like, well, and then like I know that the guys, you know, they they keep it go like in interviews, they'll be like, well, it's not, and they'll be like, oh, come step in the ring with me and find out. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, okay, I'm into wrestling. Yeah, or. I don't believe in evolution, and I think the Earth is flat. Fuck. I and guess. I'm always like, well, you don't know that, Tom. The moon landing never happened. All right, wrestling's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're more annoying. All right, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, like I said, it's a nine-minute clip. So a couple levels of, of things happen here. Um, yeah, guys like Ricochet posting like, yeah, I was a really big fan of them, and um, I'm really sad. Really? You're really sad about that? This is the same guy that had a fucking video leak on the internet that he was fingering his asshole in front of the camera. Like, he's really sad that Tom Segura doesn't like wrestling or that he said something that doesn't cater to your, your profession. This is the same fucking guy. With the, with the asshole video? Are you fucking serious? Like, you know, this this is that shit, man. And, like, I keep seeing people post stupid, stupid shit. Like, well, now I know to not give him my fucking ticket money. And it's like, dude, are you... F- what? And then you get the other people. You get the other fucking people. The fucking white horses. The fucking... Social justice warriors, fucking jerk-off assholes who can't stand a word. A word breaks their fucking back. They can't fucking do it. They can't handle words anymore. This society is done with words. A word is a fucking crime. It's a fucking hate crime to say retard. Fucking retard. And all of these people that have this thought, that saying that word in 2020 is just disgusting. You sound retarded. Now, here's the thing. You're telling me that a comedian cannot say the word retarded. Can't say it. Cannot say it. So as far as I'm concerned, you don't think Tom Segura is funny. You don't think Burt Kreischer is funny. You don't think Bill Burr is funny. You do not think... That fucking Dice, um, Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, um, Kevin Hart, uh, Bernie Mac, uh, pretty much any comedian in the history of fucking comedy. So it, you 
fucking jerk off fucking Robbie Marino. We'll get into him real fucking serious in a minute. But Rob Zaccardi, you know, we'll we'll get into this fucking guy in a minute. But so you don't think Eddie Murphy delirious is funny at all, right? Because he says faggot. He says he says retard. He says a lot of things. That's not funny. Or is it funny because he said it in a different year? So if you say it back then, then it's still funny because that wasn't at the time. So you could laugh at it because it didn't happen right now. Like, what the fuck rules are we playing by that we can't speak fucking English? And and, and that's it. Like, let me give you a for instance as far as I'm, you know, because I'm going to say retard and faggot and all of those things for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to hate gay people and I'm not going to hate retarded people. And I'm going to treat people fucking equally because, you know, if I could say this around this person, I could say this around that person. I don't call gay people faggots. I don't walk up to retards and go, hey, retard, you know, like that's that's not what I do. But I love those words. I I don't see where I'm I'm fucking holding people down or I'm fucking up their their uh, their rights. I'm I'm really fucking beating the shit out of them verbally. I'm I'm not doing any one of those things. You know, it's like you say retard. It's like my cousin's retarded. It's like, well, you're talking about your retarded cousin, not me. I didn't call your cousin retarded. You did. The fuck does this have to do with your cousin? I just said that cashier is retarded for talking to the other person. Like I do, I like, I, like I wasn't a customer. Like I can't, like I can't call their fucking boss and be like, hey, well, why didn't they stop fucking talking? Like, like I didn't even matter. Like, let me give you for instance. About a year ago, I, I came out of a uh, retro, and on the way home, I stopped at Shoprite. Went went to the packing store to get eggs. And, uh, you know, I'm back there, and as I'm walking by, he's a special needs kid. And he sees me coming, and his face lights up. And he puts his hand up, high five, fucking high five them, no fucking problem. His dad's like, thank you. I'm like, no, no problem. Dude, it's, it's not a thing, you know what I mean? The only reason I bring this up is because then I get to the front of the store, and the fucking cashier is talking to their coworker the whole time, like not even making eye contact with me. Like I had to like stand there, like while the, they scan the thing, they scan your little, uh, shop rate card. You know, they usually, you wait for like the discount to go through and then they'll, they'll announce the total to you. And then you could swipe your card or hand them cash or whatever the case is. And you're just standing there waiting as they're like, yeah, then Kimmy told me, no, I called her back the other day and I told her like, like, well, if you're going to be like that, then like, well, no, no, you know, Kim, no, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, that's like, like, just like the last time with her. And, and I'm just looking at this motherfucker like, what the fuck? And I walked out and I turned to Nina and I was like, is this bitch retarded? You know? I just fucking high-fived the special needs kid in the egg aisle. But the cashier's retarded for doing this in a place of business. So you, you see the difference? But but that would be like, that's a hate crime against special needs people. Really? Because there's a special needs kid in the back that fucking loves me right now. But you're a fucking asshole. So you got to take that shit personally. Now you got to apply that shit to a certain fucking group of people. Because that's your fucking hang-up. Not my fucking hang-up. It's 2020. I didn't sign any fucking papers that said, once it hits 2020, these following words are off limits for me and you and everybody. The fuck out of here. 
Go fuck yourself. You sound retarded. You know what I mean? And th- that I don't fucking like that. And, and if you're really going to go out of your way to, that's disgusting. Get the fuck away from me. You're not, you're not a tough guy. You're not a fucking, you're not a real fucking man that I could fucking talk to and have a conversation with. Not that you need to use that word all the time or, you know, that that's what qualifies you to be a man or or anything like that. But if if you're really like as a grown fucking man going to go, that word is disgusting. Who the fuck, what the fuck is going on here? What, What the fuck is, when did they neuter half the fucking population? When did that shit, I wish they did that shit because then there'd be less fucking people. But they didn't do that shit. They just made it so they could still have fucking kids and then teach their kids to be pussies, too. I don't understand. You gotta understand, like, I got legitimately bullied. I got beat the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, like, I was one of the only kids out here listening to fucking rap music when I came from up up north at seven fucking years old. And I got called nigger all the fucking time. I, I got made fun of on a regular fucking basis because that shit wasn't cool out here. And I just did my fucking thing and just got my ass kicked through all of fucking high school, all of fucking middle school. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what the fuck I got. So now when I get to my fucking, you know, my adult stage and, and, I'm, and I'm raising children and I'm raising them the right way to not fucking treat people badly. And I'm treating, teaching them this is how you, you know, you respect people and this and that. And you don't do this because this could inconvenience this person. The way that I live my life is like I don't. I wouldn't do something if I think that was going to affect it. You know, like I turn my fucking music up. I look like, man, is that going to hit the fucking neighbors like right in their fucking mouth? Yeah, you know I mean, like, is my music going to fucking like fuck their world up if they're sitting in their backyard? Yeah, you know I mean, so I try to keep shit at a, at a decent level. You know, like I, I try to have some kind of awareness of my surroundings. I don't walk into stores talking on my fucking speakerphone. I wouldn't walk playing fucking any audio through my phone while I'm into the fucking store. This isn't my space. I'm sharing it with all these people. You know, I try to walk around people. I'm not like oblivious in the store where the people just walk the fuck into you. I'm not one of those guys that it would never happen. I would feel like a tremendous asshole if, if, I didn't pay attention for a minute and I walked the fuck into somebody because I'm very aware of that. I don't want people bothering me. I don't want to to be bothering people. You know what I mean? Like I have just this even level of respect. I know I talk a lot of shit and people think that I'm the most disrespectful fucking cat on the planet, but I'm just very fucking definite in my opinions on things. And I'm very, very sure that if I don't respect the person, I don't give a fuck what they like about what I'm saying. See, there's a current theme with this, you know what I mean? So when you get like your Maven Bentleys who co-signs a fucking wife beater and puts it as his profile picture and then race baits all fucking week and then posts some shit about some stripper and the fucking my wife gave me a hall pass and hey, you know, he's sliding into fucking DMs and he's he's just acting like a fucking creep on Facebook. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, yeah, I, I know uh, you just got finished talking about children's education that you're so involved in, but like, uh, what about that guy that was punching his fucking wife that you just had a, as your profile picture? Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, here's some evidence from a couple of years ago where you actually did know about that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was too busy fucking my wife to read that bullshit. Like, get the fuck out of here. So that's the type of clown I'm talking about. So when I just look like a disrespectful asshole, I'm just calling people on their shit. That, that, that's all I'm doing. 
this isn't me trolling. This isn't me trying to get attention. I don't like fucking Teddy Hart. I don't like fucking James Ellsworth. I don't like the Necro Butcher. You know, motherfuckers like this, like these these people punch people punch girls in the face. These people prey on fucking children. These people abuse animals. There, there's a fucking theme here. This isn't just me being an asshole to everybody under the planet, you know. And, and yeah, like some people, like a like a Frankie Picard, he's a sloppy piece of shit, and just fucking. I, I think the shindy should be abolished. Because, like, dude, it, it's just horrible fucking wrestlers. Maybe some guys get good there. Maybe they use that as the kind of like their, uh, you know, their training grounds and fucking they step up to the bigger level. But there's so many wrestlers who just don't belong fucking wrestling. They put on shit shows, complete garbage fucking wrestlers, and they spend their whole fucking life there. I'm a pro wrestler. Get the fuck out of here. Half these places, they run their half fake charities and fucking donate 10% to their fucking did their their charitable cause and pocket the fucking rest and people think they're donating to the fucking high school but you know it's a fucking it's a carny business so the fact that i don't respect a lot of people in it it's really it's really not that crazy it's not um it's not definitive of how i i i run my life and how i i conduct myself as an adult you know what i mean so Let's get into fucking jerk off Robbie Marino. Um, Rob Zakari, Robbie Illuminati. Uh, his name should be Robbie Delusionati because the fucking guy, he, this is one of these play wrestlers. You know, the, the guy has been in the fucking wrestling business for over 20 fucking years. And he's horrible. There's fucking students that came out fucking last month. Right before the fucking quarantine, we're in the ring looking, having better fucking ring mechanics and fucking, and I know I'm not a wrestler to be like judging this type of thing, but why, why does he look so fucking awkward 20 years into being a fucking quote unquote wrestler? Because he's garbage. He's fucking garbage. But let's get into this fucking guy from front to fucking back. So, uh, pause. Um, so. He had posted some shit about this Tom Segura thing. Let me get my fucking screenshots up. He had posted... The fake self-serving nature of the wrestling community has never been more evident in this Tom Segura situation. Why is this a situation? He fucking talks for over fucking two hours every single week. That's just on that podcast. And then he does another one with with fucking uh, Burt Kreischer. He does another one with fucking, um, the fuck's he do the other one with? Sometimes he does one with Dr. Drew. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he does a lot of fucking podcasts is what I'm saying. But th- this is now a situation because he touched on wrestling. Oh, fuck you. And then he, he says, all this posturing to appear as protecting the business mostly by people who shatter fucking kayfabe on social media every day. I mean, I just stopped and, and just looked at my screen, and and I wish that that would have came through because this fucking guy, this fucking guy is, is typing this shit. He's got to be fucking bipolar. He's got to be bipolar. Um, And yet no outrage over the fact this dickhead 
is still using antiquated, insulting terminology for people. He, he capitalized people. I don't know why that is. People with intellectual disabilities. But instead, let's defend the honor of those who slap their leg when they throw kicks. Yeah. So I said, right. The word retarded is immoral, but Ellsworth is your guy. Now, this is a guy that, you know, dude, he's on some pedo shit. 100% pedo shit. Nobody's fucking with him outside of fucking uh, Robbie fucking Delusionati and fucking Ruckus. Now, I love Ruckus. Ruckus has always been great to me. He's always been a good dude. Um, I, I can't say anything negative about him. As far as I, I, I know, um, he's friends with this fucking guy, too, and I don't like it. But I also don't see Ruckus taking this high moral stance on this and this and this all the fucking time. You know? I it just... It screams hypocritical when you're down with this motherfucker like that. And then on the other side of things, it's like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, this guy said a word I don't like. Like, are you fucking crazy? There's girls' parents who your boy said words that they didn't fucking like. Your boy says the words that he fucking said to the other chicks, to my daughter, he's going to feel things he doesn't like. Yeah, I mean, like, you don't fucking get it. You just don't fucking get it. You pick and choose what you like, what you don't like, whatever the fuck case is. But then you think I'm trolling you when I just stand up for what the fuck I believe in. So then I said, uh, you know, that's funny. You used to say the homeless to get over. That was one of the things he got over with. Like that dude was, he was in between wrestler and this and that. He wasn't even a fucking manager. He was doing the fucking ring announcing shit. And he started yelling, fuck the homeless, you know, oh, it's fuck the homeless. He, I think he was fucking with Stanley initially or whatever. So it started off fucking chants. And that was his big fucking pop. Every fucking show, he'd come out and they'd chant, fuck the homeless. And he'd fucking smile ear to ear and yeah, fucking, yeah, raise the roof. All right. That was cool then. But I guess, the, oh, oh, yeah, that 2020 contract we all signed, right? But now, like, you're so much better, except for the fucking, you know, dude you're rolling with. And then, uh, then let me see. I keep losing my fucking place. Um, So so he goes, "I'll, I'll wait for your response on your show where you get my former friends to shit on me while, meanwhile, there's pics of your family wearing our blackout stuff. Because I've been nothing but a good friend to you from day one of 2007. But it's cool to shit on me passive-aggressively. We will never see each other in person because you don't come to shows. So it's easier to block you and let a mark be a mark. Here's the thing. Um, First off, uh, yeah. Hi, Robbie. Because clearly you're listening. Hold on. Let me me get my cat off the TV because he's going to eat this fucking wire. All right. Um, so, like, he, he, hi, Robbie. Um, that's a good thing for grown men to keep calling themselves to Robbie. Um, so, you're calling me passive aggressive, 
but I've done nothing but tag you in the fucking post, respond on your fucking post, say your fucking name on a show where I don't hide behind a fucking, any kind of, uh, you know, weird fucking side name gimmick fucking thing. I, I don't have like a, a picture of a fucking, you know, a Smurf as my fucking avatar and I talk shit behind that. I'm not one of these guys. I know people would love to just, like, paint me as one of those fucking guys, but I'm not one of those fucking guys, Rob. Never been one. Never been one of those. Used to be retarded, like a lot of you motherfuckers in the wrestling business. But I matured, unlike yourself. So, let me go here. So, Danny says, meanwhile, you know, there's there's pics of your family wearing our blackout stuff. Now, let me cover that real quick, because now we're we're getting a little close. Um, so, um, it was like a couple weeks back, my daughter, Mary Jane, my oldest, she's 16. When she was young, when she was little, um, we threw a blackout shirt on her and a backwards bandana. You know what I mean? And, uh, it was cute, you know, cute little picture. And she did a thing where she like recreated an old picture. So she asked Nina, hey, do we still have one of those shirts? She said, yes. She pulled it out. She gave it to her. She did things, did things with the bandana, whatever. Bam. So then when Nina was like, yeah, I'm going to post this, I was like, cool. I was like, don't tag fucking Robbie in it because they'll, right, they'll be right up there with this fucking Ellsworth jerk off. And I don't need this fucking guy commenting on my fucking daughter. Because I'll fucking find him. I'll go to one of these fucking shindy shows if this dirtbag, chinless cocksucker says something about my fucking family. This is why, like, I, I do my best to really not, like, oversaturate my social media with my family. Not because I don't adore them and I don't love them with all of my heart. Like, they mean the fucking world to me. But, like, there's going to be lines crossed and then I got to go fucking get motherfuckers. And I don't want to do that. I want to live my fucking life. I want to work six days a week taking care of fucking animals. I want to come home, love my family, end the fucking story. I don't, I don't want to deal with jerk-offs on the fucking internet that think shit's sweet. I, I don't want to deal with fucking these, these make-believe fucking jerk-off wrestlers who, who, who thinks that, you know, they're just as bad as the fucking ring makes them look. Like, I'm not looking to deal with this. You know what I mean? I, I know what the fuck I'm capable of. And, and I'm telling you, it, it's not a fucking good thing. And, and I've gotten to the point now where I'm fucking mature and I, I'm not looking to fucking fight anybody. I, I, you know, and, and that's why, like, I've, I've further distanced myself from the wrestling business. Because, like, these jerk-off scumbag fans that just, like, day drink and fucking pop whatever pills people hand them in the parking lot and shit like this they're not smart enough to not say the wrong fucking thing to me and i'm not fucking i I don't have enough fucking patience to not punch them in the mouth every once in a while you know what i mean and so the more often that you're around these people the more often that there's gonna something's gonna happen you know one way or another and i keep myself out of any trouble all day every day so it doesn't make sense to start like involving yourself in groups of people where suddenly you can get yourself into some major shit that would take everything else away from you. It doesn't make any sense. You know, that's just reality. That's just being an adult and caring about your family. Um, so, 
So I, I purposely didn't fuck. I, I made sure he wasn't tagged in that. Because when it comes right fucking down to it, Robbie Marino was the fucking manager of the blackout. That's all the fuck he ever was. That's all the fuck he ever was. The only reason Robbie Marino is a fucking wrestler right now is because Ruckus put his fucking career on pause. On not, I don't even want to say pause. He put his shit on fucking cruise control, and he he's done. He's fucking finished trying to progress in his fucking career. There's a point where he was trying to get on TV. There was a point where he was working for Ring of Honor. There was a point where he was working for this place and that place and this place. And he was fucking sought after because the dude had fucking talent from day fucking one. Robbie was the fucking Mike. That's all he was was the talker. And the only thing that he was fucking good at was running his mouth and talking shit. And he was good at fucking getting under people's fucking skin. Got under mine. So we'll get into that story in a minute too. But this is the thing. The fact that Ruckus stopped fucking trying is the only reason Robbie is a fucking blackout wrestler. And they're content with working fucking shindies. They're not going to be working for fucking PWG. They're not going to be working for fucking Evolve or fucking... Uh, you know, any of these fucking bigger companies. It might be fucking real quick in and out. Oh, yeah, they brought them in for two months and then they're fucking... But mainstays, no. No one's pushing for them on TV. No one's asking for that. And it's not because of Ruckus. Well, it's because Ruckus definitely stopped trying because the dude was one of the most innovative people I've ever seen in the ring. He'd, He'd come up with new shit all the fucking time. And it was like... A little while after he fucking lost that world title, that CZW world title, he kind of hit cruise control. And he was still doing all right, but his attitude changed. He was more disgruntled. He started leaving the shows, like, before fucking intermission. You could tell he was just done. Like, he didn't like that shit. And maybe there was a couple other companies he felt a little more comfortable with. Shit was going a little better. So maybe he leaned in a little heavier there. I can't really tell you because I was... At CZW every month I wasn't at you know Maryland Championship Wrestling Or you know uh, Whatever RCW or any Like I know some of the other places he was working But I can't speak to you know His effort there because you know That's not what I was following monthly But He he, he declined in that way He stopped fucking trying Ruckus got into some pretty Great fucking shape and then He fucking kind of went back Um And, uh, yeah, so that, that was why I fucking, that was, that was why I, uh, didn't tag fucking Robbie in the picture. Cause as far as I was concerned, it had nothing to do with him. It had nothing to do with him. His role was so fucking minimal at the time when he was the mouthpiece, he talked it up really well. Things were clicking on all cylinders. You had Ruckus, you had G's, you had Joker, Kingston, Chrissy in there. They all played their role. It worked. But when you take out most of the fucking stars, you leave Ruckus on cruise control and then Robbie's the new wrestler. That's that's a spinoff, bro. That's that's a B movie. That's not that's not legit straight to fucking theaters. That's that's uh straight to DVD shit right there. 
that's knockoff blackout. That's that's uh nah, that's bootleg handbag blackout. And that's what it'll always be. With Robbie Marino in the ring. Robbie Marino's never had a good re- wrestling match in his fucking life. Ever. He might point out the fucking tournament of death match where there was like fucking five, six people in the fucking match. He took a couple good bumps. Great. So did fucking Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's not a deathmatch wrestler either. Eddie Kingston's a great wrestler. He could talk. He could wrestle. And, you know, all the things. He could, he could do all the shit. You went out there, a brave little guy that day. You fucking took some bumps and fucking good for you. There's your big moment. Outside of that, that's it. You had involvement in the Human Tornado match that you post fucking 18,000 times a year. Because you're so fucking proud that you got fucking kicked in the balls and the fucking thing and it went viral. Again, that's Human Tornado and that's Ruckus. Those, those are the main fucking players in that. They did the whole fucking, you know, uh, Michael Jackson video shit where they were fucking, you know, fake knife fighting and shit like this. You know, that that's centered off of those talented guys. And you're an extra. That's what you are. You're an extra. It's like someone who was in the fucking, you know, in the crowd, in fucking, in the wrestler. It's like me saying, like, I starred in the wrestler. Because you could see me in the in the fucking back cover of the fucking one thing or whatever if you fucking zoom in. I was miserable at the fucking thing. So believe me, I'm not taking any fucking, dude, It's not. it's not like that, man. You're not really that fucking important. And the day that you talk to yourself out of being a fucking manager and you're like, no, I'm more than that. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your kid. You're lying to every fucking body. And again, yeah, shindy shows. You can go book yourself on shindy shows. They'll put you up a fucking top and you'll wrestle all the fucking names. So then it's super cool. And that's a nice little experience for your kid. And and I'll tell you like this, as far as Rob goes, as far as Rob Zakari goes, I respect the amount of love that he has for his child. I respect the fact that he wants nothing more than to be by his son's side. He wants nothing more but to make that kid happy. And that's a great father. That in itself is a great father. Okay. What's not is posting fucking every other month suicidal shit on fucking Facebook uh, and fucking Instagram and all this other shit, um, posting fucking that that fucking whatever you want to call that thirst trap shit. The fucking here's me and my fucking abs every fucking week at the gym, and it's just like, dog, you're like forty fucking years old. You know what I mean? But you know advertising weed like you invented that shit on Facebook and the, dude I, I, I have I have no problem with weed. I'm good with that. But there's a there's a point where you stop waving the flag, you stop wearing fucking shirts with pot leaves on it. You know, like when you're fifteen. You're fucking forty years old and you're acting like you got sponsorship in the fucking weed it's fucking pathetic. It looks fucking stupid. The same thing with anybody does this shit with alcohol. You fucking sell it. Yeah, I got fucking Bud Light. And it's like, what the world? What? 
the fuck are you talking about? And I understand when it's part of the gimmick, but as soon as you walk out of the ring with it, and then you start posting that shit on Facebook and Instagram and this and this, and this shit just looks fucking silly. An occasional something mentioned, whatever the fuck, is not a big deal. But to lean so heavily on that shit, in between pictures that, you know, you spending time with your kid, which is a respectable thing, you know? You're painting this real weird picture, man. At some point or another, he's going to have to be a fucking teenager and show his other teenage friends, like, yeah, this is my dad. And there's going to be some fucking questions asked. There's going to be some questions asked by his friends and, and the people who want to talk shit in school, like, yo, like, why, why is your dad on that shit? You know? And yeah, you're in great shape, but you take the fucking, you're on that shit all year. You're not fucking grinding. I, you're doing something. But you're doing something else too. And that shit's not... How long are you going to fucking do that? How long are you going to keep cycling? How long are you going to keep trying to tan yourself into another ethnicity? Like, what the fuck? Why are you so uncomfortable in your own fucking skin and going to talk shit to the other people? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Shit looks real fucking pathetic. And when you talk about, I'm passive-aggressive, but then you're talking about your ex-friends, why don't you fucking mention their names? Why why, why don't you mention their fucking names? Because I'm mentioning fucking names. Why are they ex-friends? Was that my fault? Because I'm just a fan, bro. Why Why did they fuck with me and not you? No Beckham. Like, yo. What... What the fuck do, what am I doing? I'm I'm just out here in Jersey, just doing my fucking thing, man. But they ain't fucking with you no more. How how come? How come is that that can't be me, right? It's just some really clown shit. It it's just um doesn't make any motherfucking sense. So then uh so then he says, uh, you're welcome for being one of the first people to do your show. And like I told Raven, I guess the other guy he was talking to, I have said horrible shit on the mic. See, that's just like now all of a sudden it's horrible. Now some of the, the only things he actually did that held any credibility to the wrestling business is when he, out, he was out there talking shit. When he would just go out there and say wild shit in a promo. That's all just horrible shit. Like, oh, he's evolved. He's evolved to hanging out with this fuck, this fucking dude that's hitting minors up. Uh, I've said horrible shit on the mic. But as you know, time and kids, especially if kids close to you have learning disabilities, changes your sensibilities. So now certain words aren't part of my working vocabulary. Also, as a dad, if I believe for one second my friend who you constantly trash, Ellsworth, did what he was accused of. Do you think I'd be around him? But you want to call me soft as shit? Dude, that asked Zandig for a refund for shitting on you on the mic. Okay, now let's tell that story. Sweet. Um, And I'm not, look. I am 100% fucking honest about everything I've ever been. And I used to be a shithead. I used to be a retard. This is why when I say... I agree with Tom. Wrestling is for retards. I used to be retarded. Um, 
So I would drink in the fucking excess. I would go to the fucking shows with a fucking 12 pack and four shooters. And that's what the fuck I would consume like throughout a three, four hour show. And probably still be like, dude, fucking, I hope the beer thing is open. And still, I'd be fucking hammered. Hammered. What I was. That was when, you know. So, anyway, so it was one of those fucking nights. And he fucking comes out. He's playing his fucking thing. I'm sure I was talking some kind of, you know, shit as a fan, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm talking shit. I didn't like him for whatever reason. I probably called him a herb or something. And then... He said, yeah, fuck your girl. And I just snapped. I was just like, fuck, let's do that shit right fucking now. Like, as far as I was concerned, show over. Let's make that shit happen, motherfucker. Like, you'll fuck you. Okay, what? I fucking, and I'm, this is 100% fucking fact. I was fucking furious. I had to get the fuck out. I I went out to the fucking car. I got a knife out my fucking car. And I paced back and forth. Back where the fucking the wrestlers would come out the fucking back door. I was gonna fucking stab you, Rob. Like legit, I was gonna fucking stab you, dude. I was drunk, and I was not gonna fucking. I, I wasn't down to fucking talk to you about shit. I was retarded. This is this is what I mean. You know what I mean? This is what what was going to happen that night because you crossed the line with somebody who wasn't fucking right. So. I fucking, I, you know, I, I had a moment of clarity to be like, fuck that. I ain't going to do this shit. I ain't going to throw everything I got away. Uh, put the shit back in the car. I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to tell them I don't want my fucking tickets for next month or ever again. We're not coming back. This is this is it for me. You know, I attended for a long fucking time, front row every fucking month. Da, 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 da. Tickets were just like ready for us like you know if we needed more than our normal thing we would hit sabine up and be like yo we need this and this and it would be like no problem you know so i was just like i'm just gonna go fucking tell him whatever so i go back in and i'm like look uh we're not coming back again because this jerk off crossed the fucking line and i'm not gonna risk my fucking freedom on this fucking planet for this fucking jerk off running his mouth you know and um you know, and again, in hindsight, you know, obviously, I overreacted. People say whatever fuck they want to say, you know, all this other thing. And, you know, th- th- that's that's wrestling. But, again, I, I wasn't fucking, I wasn't up for this shit. I just, I just wasn't. And, again, I'm not, like, co-signing my part in this. Like, yeah, I was fucking right, and he was, I, I, I need a change in my life. You know, there's a reason why. You know, coming up in, in July, I'll be seven years sober. There, there's a fucking reason. Like, this this wasn't just, like, smooth fucking sailing for me. Like, I had a lot of issues going on. And uh, control problems, for sure. Um, not the type of control problems your boys got. Yeah, I mean. But, you know. Or not the type of control problems that the necro butcher got. But, you know. So, anyway. So I go in there and I tell Sabine, like, yeah, we're not we're not coming back to jerk off. Da, da, da. And she's like, look, I... You know, I want you to just talk to John before you leave because he likes you guys. Like, he puts you on the fucking hard cam and this and that because, like, he likes you guys. He knows, you know, how, how much you love this and, like, just just talk to him before. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever, dude. Fine. And I'm like, so so they bring us back there behind the curtain and shit. And I start, and John comes out and he's like, well, what happened? 
And I start telling him, and the first thing he thinks is it's G's, because G's was always pissing people off. So he pulls G's out. And I was like, no, not him. Uh, you know. So he fucking chops G's in the chest and shit. And uh, he's like, ah, get the fuck out of here. So he calls Robbie in. And he fucking, he tells Robbie, you know, don't fucking do that shit again. He's like, you, you want me to kick his fucking ass? Like, what do you, what do you want me to do? You know, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. And he he had him apologize and this and that. And, uh, and then I just fucking, after that, like he came up to me in like the fucking parking lot and was just so fucking apologetic. So fucking sorry. Probably the next fucking 20 times he saw me, he fucking apologized. He came back and fucking apologized and apologized and apologized. We smoked blunts together, all of that shit. So we had become like just kind of a right after that. And I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, squash it. And, and we're cool. But that, that's how that situation went down. That's not, that's not the same thing as, I asked Zandig for a refund because he said some wild shit. Like, that's how the entire fucking scenario went down. And again, I'm not, I'm not fucking backing my side of it. Like, dude, and I handled it the right way, and he's a jerk off. Like, no, I, that's just the reality of the entire fucking scenario. So, that, that was that. Um, let me see, where are we at? Um. And then he goes, uh, and funny, J.K., when you're accused of shit, when people came at you, I defended you, but you're like that battle rapper that secretly dis- writes diss tracks about his friends. <laughs> you live for this shit. So it's time to hit block. It's been real, bro. So first off, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about accused of and this and that because, like, I, I'm straight up about every fucking thing I've dealt with. A- anything that, that's come up, I, I, I've addressed it. I fucking I've talked about it and given the full rundown of the situation like I just did. So I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. But I don't remember come people coming to my defense for fucking anything. Yeah, you know I mean when when I get fucking mad, you know, hate for the things that I say. And again, this is this is me. This is me doing me and I responsibility for my actions. Um, when I was fucking drinking and I had to check my fucking instant messages every fucking morning to go like, who did I fight? What level did I go to? What kind of shit did I, was I into? You know, I got into fights with a lot of motherfuckers, wrestlers for sure, uh, fans for fucking sure. And, you know, dude, like I, I know that I was fucking wrong back then. I was fucked up. I was, I, I, I needed to change and that's what I did. Um, so that's that. But as far as like the battle rapper thing, which it's funny on one end, because even comparing me to a battle rapper, you're already admitting that I bring fucking fire and you know that like I'm loaded up, but here's my thing. I'm not on that type of shit. Um, speaking of rap now, my favorite fucking line from a rap song in the history of rap is Tretch. Everything's going to be all right. The line is, I got laughed at. I got jumped. I got dissed. I got upset. I got attacked in a banana clip. That I relate to on such a fucking high level because I got the shit kicked out of me. I got made fun of every fucking day. So at a certain age, I locked and fucking loaded. I'm not taking losses anymore. If I got to take a motherfucker's eyes out of his fucking head to prove a fucking point, to show a motherfucker, yo, 
and his friends are going to see that shit and they're not going to jump on me neither, you know? And, and as far as verbally, I'm lighting motherfuckers on fire. People already know not to fuck with JK. I, I, I've had countless fucking people online tell me like, yo, I don't, I don't mind for that shit. Dude, you, you start getting all motherfuckers. Good. Good. Because I'm not the fucking butt of anybody's joke anymore. I, I spent my childhood with that shit. That shit wasn't any fun. And I don't attack people for no fucking reason. I'm telling you why I'm fucking attacking you. I'm telling you why I'm attacking people. You fucking around with this guy. And then you're going at comedians. Like, the, like they're the fucking root of all evil. When you're hanging with a fucking criminal. You're hanging with somebody who should be locked the fuck up. That's your guy. But the, the comedians are disgusting. Get the fuck out of here. But that's 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 what I I am. That's that's what I am. I got to the point where I just said, you know, I ain't taking fucking losses and I don't give a fuck who gets caught in the crossfire. Now, I protect my friends, I protect my family. I fucking bust balls with my friends and family on a regular basis. Don't don't think that anybody's uh you know, any anybody's safe from that shit. You could ask any one of them. But there's a level of, you know, there's a level I go to. The jokes are all there. The jokes are there for every fucking body. But as soon as I don't respect you anymore, the gloves are off. So it's not that I sit there and I'm penning shit in a book and this and that. My mind has been fucking trained to just kind of pick people apart on a regular fucking basis anyway. Because that's that's what motherfuckers are doing to me, you know? So my mind is already ready for these battles. And then if it does come up, you're fucking done. You're, you're toast. You used to talk tons of shit in the ring. You couldn't fucking verbally spar with me now. You out of your fucking mind. You don't even like certain words. I use all the fucking words, you know? You're limiting yourself. But I know that already. I know I know how mentally soft you are. Because I've seen I've seen the suicide posts on a regular basis, you know. And and it's like it's some shit you don't want to see in a person. But after a while, it's like, dude, you gotta get help. You gotta get something. You know, you just keep fucking self medicating and fucking staying on that shit. So so your muscles are big, but like, dude, you need fucking mental help. Fuck the tanning booth. Go fucking lay on a couch somewhere and talk to somebody. You know? But but if you don't, if you don't get your fucking self-help, just the same way that, like, yo, man, when I was fucking, when I was drunk every fucking single night, hey, you know, you could be like, oh, I know what it's like, you know, I was an alcoholic and it's not. But the way I see things is why you're still doing what the fuck you're doing, I don't have to keep tolerating that shit. If you decide, like, yo, I want to start getting some fucking help or whatever, and, like, you're applying yourself to your fucking problem, I'll support what you're doing all day. But if you're just going to keep putting yourself out there as a jerk-off, I can't not call you a jerk-off for being that guy. So that's that's just that, man. I, I just call shit as I see it, and you don't have to fucking like it. I really don't give a fuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, like... 
Yeah, so I told him, yeah, I'll tell the story on, on the show because he's going to be listening anyway. And then I said, I'll put a podcast out publicly. And on the post, I tag him. It, it's not a secret. Uh, I'm not secretly bashing people. I'm not. That, that's not what this is. It's a fucking podcast. It, it, the same way Tom Zagura has a podcast that, that he said retard and fucking offended wrestling fans somehow and wrestlers and shit's fucking crazy. But you can keep playing wrestlers. I mean, you're, you're 40 years old. I mean, how, how how long is this? You know, nobody's looking for you. No, Nobody thinks you're a good wrestler. If they're telling you that, they're lying to you. Ask them why you aren't working better places. Ask them why you've never been on anybody's radar as far as TV. Why is that, Robbie? You're in good physical shape. But... Your athleticism is trash. So why you're not working on like functional strength at all? Like what what the fuck is going on? Well, what the fuck is going on? And, and and like you could post over and over again how you do this for Trent and this that you think Trent's fucking proud twenty fucking years in you're still that bad? I mean, maybe if he was still around he could help you. Maybe he'd talk you out of fucking doing that shit. I don't know. I don't know. I I'd also go back in time and go like, well, why did they why did they uh pull cashmere out of the fucking cashmerinos and uh and that whole fucking thing and then just uh you know the backseat boys became a thing. Cashmere never was like, hey, remember me? They never had like a fucking comeback feud where you know uh Cashmere's old partner teamed up with another bad motherfucker and and came and got them and. Being boys like that, you would think that would be something talked about, right? No? Oh, that's probably because you're garbage. Um, But, you know, I mean, call it what it is. Keep playing wrestler. Keep doing the thing. Keep hanging out with fucking guys who talk to minors. You know? But, I, I you know, I hope people keep all of those, those terrible, disgusting words out of your ears. Because I hate it when you're offended. I, I hate that. It really bothers me. You know? But, um... I mean, just just keep in mind that... I think wrestling is for fucking retards. You know. Um, what else I got? Um, that, was, that was fun. Um, I know I got other shit. Um, speaking of retards, um, Alberto Del Rio. So this guy just got arrested. He's beating the shit out of his fucking girlfriend. Because she was cheating on him, or he thought she was cheating on him. So he beat her up. He drug her down the stairs. Uh, he tied her wrists with fucking uh, boxing wraps, or, I guess, you know, weightlifting wraps, I guess. And then fucking raped her repeatedly with various objects from the house. Allegedly. This is allegedly what he's he's been fucking arrested for. But, you know, like, this is this is the thing. You know, when fucking, like, Rockin' Rebel fucking killed his family, you know, that's... When he killed his fucking wife and with the fucking kids in the house to find the fucking dead parents. Robbie hung on to that shit for a fucking year talking about my friend died. 
your fucking, that's not your fucking friend anymore, stupid. Have some fucking morals and be like, someone I used to respect fucking died. And, and he, he kind of skated that line where he was still internalizing it like that was my guy. Like, dude, it's got to stop being your guy immediately. Like, what the fuck? You got to start, like, manufacturing, like, yo, the last time I talked, I don't even think we really, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really think I talked to him last time. I saw him, like, he said hi, but, like, I don't really, you know, like, you start distancing yourself from terrible fucking things like that instead of going, like, yeah, that was my fucking mentor, man. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's it's just fucking crazy. But that's what I mean, like, when all of this shit goes on in wrestling, I have heard far more coverage on Tom Segura saying it's not real and you're a retard. I've heard more coverage on that than Alberto Del Rio fucking sexually assaulting this woman. Like a lot more, a lot more talk. I heard a lot more talk on them bashing Paige getting implants than Alberto Del Rio doing what the fuck he just did. You know, this is, this is what disgusts me about you motherfuckers. This is why, like, when I look at the fucking landscape of the shit, I go, nah, it's not, it's not for me. Fuck, fuck all of that filthy shit you deal with. Yeah, it's not all like that, but it's a lot of that. It's a fucking lot of that. You know, again, like Maven, Maven came out like he was going to be fucking exposing motherfuckers because there was some referee or some fucking some some something like that in another fed that he had worked for that got caught up with some shit. So he posted some shit like, yeah, I'm going to expose all the fucking da 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 da. Two days later, the Rory shit happened. Ooh, no post out of Maven. No. Uh-uh. People started asking him about it because of his previous post. But he didn't jump out in front of that and go, first up, fuck this guy, because he worked a lot closer to that dude. Nah, nah, just leave that shit alone, right? Depends on who they are, whether you got the fucking morals or not. But I'm a jerk off, because I just continue to have the same fucking morals that I had yesterday and the day before. It doesn't matter. You know, like, I'm, I'm a diehard fucking Niner fan, right? Bought Alden Smith jersey. Alden Smith started fucking driving drunk and fucking domestic violence and fucking run around with guns and shit. I'm like, God damn it. Like I fucking, I can't wear this fucking Jersey now. So then, you know, uh, when we drafted, uh, he, he fucked his whole life up, went to the Raiders, which is already, you know, a bad thing, but then he fucked his life up far enough to get off the fucking Raiders and out of the NFL. And then, uh, I think serve some time or whatever the fuck. But, um, then, uh, we drafted DeForest Buckner. He was number 99. And I was like, oh, so I got a nameplate and changed the nameplate on there. Yeah, we just traded DeForest Buckner. That's a whole different thing. Still a great guy. He still he still was a, a great player for us. I'm not really ashamed of that jersey. I could still wear that jersey. You know, we didn't have the money to, to keep him on board, but I, I could still wear that jersey. And, you know, if we get another 99 that fucking crushes for fucking four or five years, it's going to be at least four years. Three, four years, you know what I mean? Or a guy that just, like, stands out when we win the Super Bowl with that guy standing out. You know what I mean? It'll be, it'll be that type of thing. And if it's that type of thing, I'll get another nameplate. Fucking boom. Change it up again. But this is what I mean. Like, as soon as, like, I was fucking with this guy, I, I, was, I was wearing his fucking jersey. 
And then he start, he just fucked his whole shit up. And I'm like, not anymore. That's not my guy anymore. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is what I mean. You can't just go, yeah, but it's wrestling, so we got to protect each other. Really? If you're scumbags, if you're, if, if he's doing the same shit that you would want your neighbor kick the fuck out of his house for, but he happens to be one of the quote unquote boys, then it's different. No, then, then, you know, then that's why I, I consider you trash. Absolute garbage as a human being. And, and just, just, just not someone who I need to respect. Not someone who I don't, I, I need to fucking, oh yeah, we used to be cool. We weren't fucking friends. I was all right with you. We were all right. We talked. We fucking had you on the fucking podcast. And, you know, the couple of times I had him on, the, the one time he was fucking, he was fine. He was still in uh, manager mode. Then when he started fucking spiraling out of control, he went into wrestler mode. Another time he was on, he was like fucking down and fucking negative and this and that. And then I think Adam on another time he was he was up again. So it was like is that you know all over the fucking road shit. But yo man, like I'm cool with people. I'll talk to people and I and I'll maintain like a you know cool relationship with you. And I I don't you know I'm not looking to fucking stab somebody in the back. But if you start doing some immoral shit. We're all set. You should already know. Like, yeah, oh, I start fucking talking to this dude again. Everyone thinks this dude's a pedo. Uh, I know one fucking guy who's not gonna fuck with me anymore as J Cat. Cause no, I, cause I just don't. I don't do that shit. It doesn't matter if you believe he's fucking cool and everybody else believes he's a pedo. That this, that's not that's not gonna work for me. So I, I it doesn't. I shouldn't mean anything to any one of these motherfuckers, but. You know, it's not, we were cool, what the fuck? No, that's, that's, (laughs) that's, that's irrelevant. Whether we were, we were on good terms before, you know, that whole shit happened with the fucking, with this guy, fucking Ellsworth. You know, so it's just, it's fucking real weird behavior. Um... So then another guy, and here's here's another fucking thing. I am okay with cutting ties with motherfuckers. I was friends with uh, this dude, Stan. Stan's been on the podcast way back. Um, Stan I was friends with uh, when I moved up north. So this is like 99, like uh, 98-ish. I don't, I don't remember. It was It was like late 90s when I moved up north. And I lived up there for two years, hung out with Stan a lot. Um, and I told the story about fish hooking him um, on the show before, too. So I'm not really going to get back into that. But, um, but uh, yeah, like, I I had a good, cool friendship with Stan where we'd hang the fuck out. We'd watch wrestling. And that was, like, he was my wrestling fan friend. You know what I mean? Like, Danny would watch some wrestling, but... Danny was down to like watch like like a pay per view. Like yeah, he had the box and his his dad had the big flat screen. You know, the flat screen weighed like fucking, you know, twelve hundred pounds back then. That shit wasn't, you know, today's flat screens. That shit was a big ass box that you had to watch from the right angle, otherwise it it, it was like you were fucking looking into the dark. Um you heard the shit but you didn't really know all of what was going on. Someone was slid in the ring. You're like, I don't know, who who the fuck is that? 
you know, like you didn't get the good seat. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is Barry and Danny Stevie. But uh, it's a long time ago. I'm sure he buried that TV too. Um, but so other than that, like Danny wasn't, you know, like you could tell him like, hey, you know, uh, shit's on right now. Like we ain't doing nothing else. Like they're doing this angle, you know, with Sting or whatever. Fuck. So maybe we could talk him into turning the shit on on a Monday if nothing else was going on or whatever. But every fucking Monday, um, I had a VCR running downstairs in my house taping Raw, and I'd watch Nitro upstairs. So we'd watch fucking Nitro up there. He'd pretty much come over like fucking clockwork on Mondays and fucking Thursdays and shit. And we'd watch fucking Thunder and fucking Nitro and then fucking run down, grab the fucking tape, and then we'd get through fucking Raw. You know what I mean? So we were always, like, cool like that. We played some sports and shit, some basketball together and stuff. He was always a bigger dude than me, and he was always trying to one-up me. You know what I mean? Like, he he always just had more size on him, so he could obviously lift more than me and all that stuff. And I wasn't in the physical shape that I'm in now either, like. Through any of this shit, you know, through all this fucking uh, early wrestling fan shit, through any of this, um, you know, and, and and up there. But um, but he was always like an instigator. Stan was always, always, always a fucking instigator. Like if he had no dog in the fight in a, in a football game you were watching, he'd root for the fucking team your, your team was playing. Just to be that guy. Like... You know, wrestling, you do the same shit. If you're like, I fucking hate that guy. That dude became that guy's biggest fan immediately. And he'd, he'd fucking, he'd, he'd say their catchphrases. He'd fuck it. Yeah, I mean, like, he was that fucking guy. He was always that guy. And I dealt with it and it was fine. And you know, like I said, we had a little fucking physical altercation. I fucking fist choked him to the street, you know, and, you know, drinking and all that. So, but it was what it was. Um, nothing fucking major as far as I'm concerned. And we got over it and we were still friends for years, hung out on the regular. Um, so, you know, when I moved back here, you know, we kept contact a little bit. He visited a few times. One of the very few people that actually visited me out here, which uh, I'll give him credit for. But, um, you know, uh, that's just the type of dude he is. And I've gotten to the point where it's just like, oh, I'm not, I don't have space for that kind of motherfucker in my life anymore. And I'm, I'm now at the point, I think he moved to Ohio or something. So we're just pretty much Facebook friends and Instagram, whatever. Well, he's heavy on this Trump shit and he just posts ignorant ass shit. And the thing is, is like, here, here's my rule as far as this Trump stuff goes, because I, I don't like this fucking guy. I've never been a political dude, but this pandemic has forced my hand in being political. It's forced me to take this shit so fucking seriously because thousands upon thousands of people are dying. You don't know who's fucking mother or who, who the fuck is just going to be wiped off the fucking planet. Could be me. Could be anybody. You don't fucking know. Yeah. And, and there's certain people that are just acting fucking irrational. And the thing like the Trump thing, this this dude came out in fucking January, February, when this shit started popping off, going, yeah, the, the Democrats are making this up to to win the election. This isn't this isn't a real thing. This is garbage. This is not a big deal. What the fuck? This dude got rid of a fucking uh, part of an organization that that was set up, a, a task force that was set up to catch pandemics in other countries, figure out what's going on with them. 
send the information back home as well as gathering information on treatment and, and containment. And that way that like it can get cut off before it even enters our fucking country. Cause they can see the shit firsthand over there. And he's just like, yeah, Obama hired those motherfuckers. Fuck that. We're not doing that. Bring the doctors home. That was in October. So, I mean, this is right before the shit popped off, you know, could have possibly been avoided. But this dude is still on that wild shit. And he's still out there talking this crazy shit. Like this dude just today got on the fucking press conference. He stormed off the fucking press conference. There was an Asian woman and, and she asked, she said, uh, you know, why, why do you keep comparing the numbers to other countries? Do you think we're competing with other countries as far as like, you know, uh, death numbers and, 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 and cases like what, why do you keep comparing that instead of just worrying about how we're handling this? And he goes, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you ask China? This is an Asian woman. And, and she's like, what? And then he's like, yeah, next question. And then she just started like, yo, why'd you ask me that? Like, why'd you ask me of all people to, to, to fucking to go ask China? He's like, I didn't know. Nah, it wasn't just you. Just, uh, you know. And then like, he just couldn't get any more questions out because, like, shit, he just livened that whole fucking crowd up. Like, yo, what the fuck? And then he just had to go, all right, thanks, I'm out. And just fucking bail. Like, this is a dude. This this is the guy here. You know, he he's just he's saying wild shit. He's doing wild shit. He went into a mask factory with fucking live and let die blaring through the fucking speakers. Surrounded by people with masks with no fucking mask. Pence is out there in fucking COVID nineteen fucking uh in the Mayo Clinic with fucking people that are fucking suffering with this shit and no mask, just fucking looking at them like, yeah, how's that going? What the fuck, man? This is our leadership. So it's not about Democrat, Republican. I hate him because he's a Republican. I don't give a fuck about any of that. But professionalism in a time of fucking crisis goes fucking miles and miles and miles. It's your job to make the country feel like we're going to get through this, not just by going, we're better than China, we're better than everything else in the history of things. Uh, I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, and, and then he just put it back on the, he just put it on the governors and just said, uh, you know, you guys should really like liberate your people, get them out of the house. We don't have a vaccine. We don't have a legitimate cure. They're still dicking around with how to fix this, how to fix that. If the numbers are dropping, the only reason they're dropping is because of quarantine, not because the virus is tired of fucking with us. That's not how viruses work. We're like, yeah, we waited out for long enough. Let's just uh, fucking let's go back to work. Like you got to come up with a fucking game plan. And even like guidelines to say, okay, we're going to start slowly opening parts of the country. We got to like do some form of like economic fucking regrowth. And we we have to start getting things together, but we're going to have to do it in this way. And we set up these guidelines. He's like, no guidelines. Let the governors figure it out. It's really on them. It's really up to their specific situation. We're not going to create any CDC guidelines. He said that 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 would be too much. And then he said, testing is fucking up the numbers. It's making us look bad. Meaning, if you go get tested and you're positive, well, that's another number on the U.S. versus China stats. 
So he'd rather you didn't get tested and we just don't know about it. If you die, you die. Clearly you had it. But if you don't, why, why do we need to talk about whether you had it or not? Like, this is what this fucking guy is doing. So it's not Democrat, Republican, this and that. But when you go like, yeah, I'm kind of pissed off Obama covered up. But dude, are you out of your motherfucking mind? But anyway, so here's my rules to this shit. If I'm good friends with you, if I'm real life friends with you, if I have any value on us as, as uh, you know, people that, that communicate and, and have some interaction with each other on a regular basis, if I have some level of respect for our relationship as friends, and I see you posting that Trump shit, I'm not deleting you. I'm also not popping up on your fucking post. I'm not looking to debate you. I don't want to, you know, if if I didn't become friends with you because of politics, I don't want to lose you as a friend because of politics. That's just how I fucking feel. But if my hand is forced, if I'm forced into that fucking conversation with Stan, kept fucking throwing himself onto my fucking page, onto my posts, the same way that I wouldn't fucking throw myself onto his. Except for a few times, because again, like, some of this shit just needles me. Like, the only, like, the one recently I can remember that I threw myself on because he's like, um, um, is it more dangerous to stand outside in a lightning storm waiting to get into the store or to let another 20 people in and risk coronavirus? And it's just like, dude, you just like you just want to fucking oh, it's raining, pack the stores. Who gives a shit? Don't want them outside. It's just like, dude, drive the fuck away. Come back later. Fucking go to the other store. Hey, you know, you got to work around this shit. But like, if you're that fucking stupid, where you're like, I mean, we should just wave this whole thing because it is raining out. That is lightning. So you're basically saying that there's a better chance of getting hit by lightning than there is getting coronavirus. You're, as we say about the wrestling fans, and Stan is still a Monday night fucking wrestling fan. I think wrestling is for fucking retards. Right. So, and I tried to even, even on the fucking conversation that he jumped into, and, uh, because, like, the chick that's, that's, um, that's, uh, putting these accusations against Biden, her fucking lawyer is a Trump donor, yeah, he's like, oh yeah, but uh, she's a buy, uh, she's a, a Bernie supporter, so it's maybe it's that part. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. The, like I said, this guy spent eight fucking years in the White House. I never heard a fucking thing about Creepy Joe. They were calling him Sleepy Joe because he, he looked like he was nodding off or whatever the fuck. That was the most you got. Now he's fucking, now he's fucking Bernie Madoff, and now he's fucking Harvey Weinstein. He, he he's fucking. This he's the creepiest motherfucker on the planet now, but this is coming from the camp of fucking Donald Trump, who has like a fucking like hundreds of fucking accusers and people who were fucking literally paid off. Like there's you you fucking know that they were paid off, you know. But we're gonna go like yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't put him in there because he's a creep of women. So stick with. Donald Trump is what you're saying. Like, I'm just, I'm not up for that discussion. It's just, I'm not, I'm not a right with it. You know what I mean? So let me talk my shit. You talk your shit. We'll stay off each other's pages and that'll be that. And 
man, he just, he can't do it. That's not in his fucking DNA. That's not in his blood to fucking not be a fucking instigator on a regular basis. So I'm just, I'm just all set. Thanks for the fucking memories. Go fuck yourself. I'm, that That's it. That's it there. So that's what I mean. Like, people even I know in real life, if we hit a fucking crossroads where it's like, well, I really strongly feel this way. I I can't. We We can't do that shit, you know? Um, I, I have a very small, like, I'll tell you, you know, I'm not an easy person to get along with. I'm just not, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's a few that could really hang around me for a long, long time, but, you know, the, the, it is what it is. I mean, it, especially now in this fucking climate and this, this society and shit like this, a lot of motherfuckers are, just aren't going to like me. I'd be the old guy that's just set in his ways and motherfuckers think it's like the worst person in the world. Like, I can't wait till he dies and this new generation that doesn't say the R word or the F word or the, the L word or the M word or the B word or the C word or the, it's just like Jesus fucking Christ you know we've gotten to the point now where it's just like you can't well you can't say woman because that's maybe not what she's identified shut the fuck I'm not doing this I'm not doing this fucking life where, where I can't call a girl a girl and if like some other shit's going on with her that I don't know about that I'm like a fucking bigot it's not my fucking problem do your thing. I'm not fucking stopping you from doing anything in life. Gay people get married. Great. Who gives a fuck? You know? Do your fucking thing. I, I don't care. Like none of it none of it affects me in a way where like I'm like, that needs to be stopped. It's just like, dude, don't fucking tell me what to do either though. You know what I mean? Like I don't uh, non binary, I don't that that's never gonna come out of my mouth and without sarcasm. That's that's not a real thing. We're creating new things to be offended about. That's that's all that is. That's non-binary is just another way to say I'm looking for an argument. You know, that that that's that's how I fucking feel about it. So do do your fucking thing one way or another. I don't give a shit. But if you're like waiting, fucking tip of your tongue, just fucking waiting to call somebody out on calling you the wrong thing, then then you got issues. You got fucking bigger issues, or maybe not enough real problems. One of the two. So that's uh that that's what goes on there. Um it's just this this society has gotten fucking silly. It, it's it's very difficult to um to navigate this uh just this society and just to talk to people. But um, more often than not, I don't have problems in real life. It's this internet shit. It's this internet shit is where people pick sentences apart and, and, you know, bill you to be like the worst person on the fucking planet when real terrible things are out there happening, like real fucking actual terrible things are happening. But you're like, oh, he he said the fucking word and fucking yeah, my cousin's shit, dude. No one said shit about your cousin. Um, so I I don't know. It's just it's it's not for me. Um, what the fuck is uh? I know there's something. Oh, so on the on the Trump thing, I got my puppet thing rolling. Uh, 
Taj 45 is uh, Taj, my tiger puppet, has donned the, uh, pun intended, donned the uh, Trump persona. And he's uh, doing fucking little press conferences. Look to do another couple this week. Get a couple more recorded this week and get them up there. But go check them out on Grizzworld. Give you a fucking like and share and comment and this and that. But here's my thing. Uh, again, this is kind of how I conduct myself. I'm not taking these videos and posting them on Trump supporters' pages. I'm posting them to people. And yeah, obviously I publicly share them. But I mean, I'm not directly sending it to someone who I feel is a, is a Trump supporter. If I did, then I didn't know you were a Trump supporter. And fucking good job, because that's, that's a good thing to keep under the fucking hat, you know? But, uh, but I'm sending things like that to people who might also find humor in it. Because I'm poking fun at the fucking, just the way he fucking talks. The way he goes on and on about this and that and lies and then comes back to this and talks just random fucking bullshit out of his ass. Like he's just fucking winging it. And and that's, that's you know, my thing. And it's it's really, it's satire. It's, it's lighthearted. It's really not like supposed to be an attack on the president or anything like that. It's just like, you know, this fucking jerk off, you know. And, and, and I think it's fun. Yeah, I put a bunch of work into it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's fun. And that, that's really all it's meant to be. And I hope it gets some fucking eyeballs on it and, uh, you know, catches on because I think, you know, in a lot of these things, we have the right to be outraged by a lot of the shit that goes on. But in the same token, how much can we really do to change it? I don't know. I, you know, I know election time, you got your fucking choice. You do what you want to do. But, uh, besides that, once they're in, they're in, you're fucking, we're in for the fucking ride. You know, at that point, you know, political humor has always been a fucking thing. And you find a way to laugh a little bit about it if you can in dire fucking times. But, you know, that's, that's, um, so yeah, check that out if you can. Um, I definitely like to get more subscriptions and likes and all of that good shit on there. So, uh, yeah, that's that thing. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. I know I want to tell a cat story. Um, so I'll do that. But, uh, I guess, um, just give my shout outs. Uh, Shaheen over at, um, nuclear heat graphics, check him out. He's doing commissions still. I think he's still doing the, the chair shot tees. He's putting out all sorts of wrestling tees in a time where there's pretty much no wrestling, but he does a lot of old school, a lot of nostalgia stuff, uh, exclusive things you can't get elsewhere. Uh, his art is, you know, one of a kind. So go check him out for sure. Um, check out my boy, Jeremy, Professor Jay over there. And I got you five stars. He's still interviewing these wrestlers. And, uh, you know, when, by the time fucking we get back out of this quarantine shit, you're going to know who everybody is based on Jeremy's fucking show. You'll know who everybody's fucking, everybody who could fucking put a great match together. You're going to be like, oh, I heard that on Jeremy's show because he's, he's covering all bases. He's doing his fucking thing. So check him out for sure. Um, let me see who else. 
check out um, Wrestling Soup. Even though, you know, I'm a little annoyed at these guys because they today, like, I, I hit play on one of their episodes and they brought to my attention that Enzo Amore does music. And I don't like to know things like that. I just, I prefer not to know, you know? So, but shout out to those guys. Joe Numbers, my guy over there, uh, Anthony Missionary Thomas, John Draper. Uh, you know, check them out. They do fucking 18,000 shows a week. So they got a Patreon. You could sign up and then they just, they just do shows. You know, you, it's like a radio station. You turn it on up, oh, another show. It's, it's fucking, they're, they're going in with this. Um, Andrew Carluck false count radio. Um, you got Eric Williams at the, um, if there's no football season, we didn't technically lose podcast. Uh, he, he, he's got the, um, you know, I don't even know what to say at this point podcast. The, the, at least we got one podcast. Do you think we should keep the big trophy case or should we just downsize until we get another one podcast? You think I could just keep it on the nightstand? Because it's only one podcast. Uh, you know, check Eric out. He's a great guy. Um, so, yeah. And I think from there, I'll just go into the fuck cat story and um, close this out. Uh, so, on to something that I actually care about because all the other things I've rambled about, you know, it's my feelings on things and this and that, but I don't give a shit if every wrestling fan on the fucking planet is crying in their fucking room right now because Tom Segura called them retards. I don't care. I really, really don't care because if that's how you feel, if that's how that affects you, then I, I don't respect you. I'm not, you're not my type of fucking person to talk to. You're the person I walk like large circles around in Walmart. You know what I mean? Because I could tell like this motherfucker's not paying attention and he's going to smash into me. Like that's that's the same guy. That's the same exact guy that that's like, Tom's a girl. So he's fucking not real. He's fucking, yeah, like, so what? I fucking knew that already. You didn't have to fucking say it again. You know, like the, if that's the guy you are, I don't, I'm not really looking to fucking please you on this show or in life in general. Um, Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, rest in peace, uh, fucking Frank Costanza, fucking uh, Jerry Stiller. Uh, dude was tremendously talented. Um, he really just, you know, made the fucking King of Queen show. The King of Queen show would have been shit without fucking Arthur, and uh, you know Frank Costanza. George's, I, there couldn't have been a better George's father on the fucking planet. You know what I mean? They, his fucking, his anger, like it showed you, like that's where, that's where George got it from. Like, and George got that fucking like hair trigger from his fucking dad. He's out of his fucking mind. And it, it, he just played such a fucking perfect part. Obviously, you know, I mean, he passed in his 90s. So, I mean, fucking clock runs out for every fucking body. And that's, that's a good stretch. But he, he definitely made a mark comedically with me 
and as long as he's been around and been in the business, I'm sure he made marks with multiple different generations and has done things that I don't have any clue or connection with because it was a different time and a different era that I'm sure, you know, he touched people all along the way, you know, and, uh, yeah, rest in peace to that guy. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm going to go into a story about a cat named Shotzi. Shotzi initially came into the shelter, uh, probably 10, 10 and a half years ago. Um, she was a kitten. She was about a nine month old kitten. And, uh, she was in our holding area. Um, there's a Jericho off working up there. Didn't belong working with animals ever. And, uh, he was just, he just kept like, rather than like listening to me or, or trying to learn, he would just keep like Googling shit on the internet and he'd come in like the next week and be like, I bought these Hawk gloves. So that way they can't bite through them. And the cats are looking like, why are you coming to me with these fucking giant fucking cartoon fucking myths on like, I don't trust anything about what you're doing right now. So like these cats were like terrified of this fucking guy. And, uh, so Shotzi, uh, bit him and ran off into the laundry room, found a hole in the wall, got herself lodged in the fucking wall. So then it was like a big deal because then they had to break part of the wall to get her out of the wall. So they did that. Um, and Anita, who was a, a woman who was in the small dog room, who you could write a fucking movie about this crazy German psychopath woman. Um, she was just one of the nastiest people I've ever met in my life. Like she was insanely fucking just rude and obnoxious to everybody. She fucking met, um, until like her health started to decline. And then suddenly she was like a whole different Anita. But, uh, but anyway, so she was like, yeah, I don't, I don't fucking like him. I'll take the cat home. (laughs) Like she, she really didn't care about that cat until it bit the guy that everyone hated. And she's like, I'll fucking take that cat home. Fucking. Yeah. So she takes the cat home and she's not a cat person. She's a dog person. Um, she had two other cats that she kind of, you know, she pet and she'd hang out with and stuff, but Shotzi just kind of lived in her house. She had this old dilapidated house and, um, it, it had like fucking walls that were open and like, um, there was like one little, um, there was a room that had a, a, the tub in it. I mean, you, you want to call it a bathroom because it had a fucking tub and a toilet, but it was weird. It was, like, fucking, like, wide open. And, like, I think it was designed for, like, a handicapped person in, like, I, I'm saying, like, this house goes back to, like, fucking probably early 1900s. Like, that, that's how old this house is. I'm not even, like, exaggerating. Like, it's it's crazy. You just look at the layout, like, oh, shit. Like, the stairs are steep as fuck. Like, they just, no way is it, like, code or, you know. So anyway, um, there was like a piece of the wall next to where the tub was that you could pull out. Like it would just flap in the wind. It was like that, you know, a little thin, I don't know if a particle board, whatever the fuck. So um, she would just pull that out like with her paw and then go under the tub and she would just stay down there. You know, if Anita was home. But Anita worked, you know, at the, at the shelter all day long. And she came home. She was an older woman. She was up for a couple hours up in her room, and then she went to bed. So the cat would come out, eat at night, eat during the day, use the litter box, this and that, and then just fucking duck away 
when people came. This would have been fine for keeping her safe for her life. She wouldn't have thrived, but, you know, she would have just been safe. You know, she wouldn't have wound up euthanized somewhere or or biting people her whole life. She just kind of existed there. So she lived there for eight years, and at one point, Anita had to go to assisted living. So all her animals had to be turned in to various you know, places, some to the shelters, some to, you know, family members took, but uh, they wanted no parts of the cats. So all three of the cats came to us. Shotzi, um, you know, right away was a big question mark. Like, what are we, what are we going to, and she just like, she, she went to assist the living, but just like walked away, like didn't look back, didn't help, uh, you know, get the animals, anything. She just walked away and never asked anything again. So, um, so I, I had to go over there with the ACO to try to catch Shotzi because, you know, she was pretty much feral inside the house. She was, she was not human. She, she wasn't being handled. She wasn't, anything was going on with her. So she was feral inside the house. So we went over there. She's under the fucking tub. We're trying to think like, how do we get like a piece of fucking something? Because you couldn't just stick like a straight pole or something in there because she'd head around the other side of the tub. You want to try to scare her out, but she could either go around the left side, go around the right side. Even if you put something on both sides, there was that little piece at the back of the tub, you know, as, as wide as the tub is, that she could just go stand and you couldn't reach her. So we found like a piece of... um like that bendable molding, like that rubber bendable molding. So we, we fed that back there and, and try to hit the turn on it, you know, so it would curve around the back, but that wasn't really working. And finally we were like, oh, the fucking vacuum. So we took the, and most animals hate vacuums. So we took the vacuum. So like I lifted the, the piece of the wall out. So it was like open but I stood back so she couldn't see me. We turned on the vacuum inside the tub. Like we put it inside the tub. So we just make a shitload of noise. She came flying the fuck out of there. We had to net her. I mean, she was jumping up the walls and shit. There was no grabbing her scruff or towel or anything. She was ready to defend her life. She was fucking, uh, so even when we net her, she was spinning and pissing and, uh, you know, it was, it was a rough scene. Um, I said, dude, I am taking this guy into my care, and that's 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 all I want to hear about this. I don't, I don't want to hear what are we gonna do. I don't want to hear euthanize. I don't want to hear anything. Like, just just let me be with her, you know. So I I got her back in my area, and she man, she wanted to bite. She wanted to lunge. She wanted to defend. She was not having it. So I did a lot of carrier to cage method where I'd put the carrier up to the cage. She'd run in the carrier, you know, and then let her run out of the carrier back into the cage. So I wasn't doing any handling with her initially. She, she'd have none of it. She would freak out. You, you would get hurt. And I, I caught some major fucking scratches and she never bit me, but, um, she wanted to for sure. Um, she was, you know, flinchy anytime you came any kind of contact with her, her whole body would jump and, you know, um, and she'd bite whatever towel you put near or whatever you had. Um, I started to make progress with her in the carrier, which is the method that kind of started with her. And, um, for me, at least, obviously, you know, other people probably figured this out, but, um, I have a bigger carrier in there. And for whatever reason, 
there's a difference between the way that they act in the cage and the way that they act in this bigger carrier. And it's not every cat. It's like one out of every 40 scared cats will suddenly like let their guard down just a hair more in the carrier. And you can use that as like your, your entry way, your, you know, your beginning way of working with this cat. Um, so Shotzi was like number one with that. So I'd go in with like a towel when this is, you know, after months and months, fucking four months or so of, of transferring her back and forth and just talking to her and like, you know, giving her stuff she wants, you know, now I can't carry her transfer and she's got a couple of toys and a little catnip in there. And yeah, I look from across the room and she's, she's rolling in the catnip a little bit. And then I, you know, you go over there and she pops up like, who the fuck you, you know, I wasn't doing shit. So after like months of her, like really just liking some things that I'm doing, I'm going in there and she's, she's lunging and everything at the, the towel or the washcloth or the, the pillowcase that I was using. Pillowcase is nice and thin. So it's like, it gives you a little bit of a barrier, but you can still get a lot of feeling through it too. Um, towels are obviously a lot more protective. So more times than not, it's the towel that you use. But anyway, um, so I would start like, sort of petting her with that like she'd she'd throw a couple strikes in and then after those she'd kind of just like like fucking hide her face like fuck this like uh, i hope you go away and i would try to like pet her with the the pillowcase and after a while she'd start to lean into it a little bit and i'm like she's actually liking this so i got her like really into this after weeks and weeks and months of working and um she, you know, she took to it little by little and I took it at her pace, which was slow. And before you knew it, I started, you know, dropping that, that pillowcase while I was petting her. And now I'm just full on petting her. I got the pillowcase. If I need, you know, she turns and looks at me like, well, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I grab that pillowcase again. Like, no, 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 I was just doing the, you know, the thing we did. And, uh, she would kind of, you know, she'd get it. And it took a long time. I'd say it took over a year to really break through to her like fully fully break through to her so i i had nothing to worry about i can move her by hand all these things and um so she actually spent um two and a half years with me and you know two and a half years in a shelter could be a long time and to defend a cat that was labeled by anybody across the sun you know uh everybody you can meet Oh, that's cat feral. Like I can't handle it. I can't, I can't do anything with that guy. So from any outsider's perspective, she couldn't be adopted. She couldn't be anything. Why do we have this cat? So I, I got to protect against those kind of stigmas, those kind of labels in order to just keep her there and continue to make progress with her. And although it's baby steps, it's progress. And I know, I know she's going to fucking get through this, but you have to create a bond with the cat and, I always say it's like, you know, if you abducted somebody off the street and then you had to somehow convey to them that everything's okay without using words, that's fucking tough. You could say words, but they don't understand them. Maybe the tone of your voice will will make some progress. Maybe something, the way that you put it will come off in a way that they see no harm, they see peace. You know, they, they find comfort, but that's my job. And that's what I do. So many people in this line of work, they just give up. 
you know, they, they look at it and it's like that cat makes my day hard. Easy enough fucking solution. They get rid of the cat. Man, and then they get they reflect on it. That cat was nasty. Like the the animal loses their life. And you have the balls three weeks later to be like, remember how nasty that cat was? Like, Jesus Christ. Like it, it's not enough to end this this animal's life and and bail on it and completely give up on it. But people will reflect, like, yeah, that motherfucker was like, dude, that's not that's not what I'm here for. I, I got to get them through this. That's my job. And if I, if I don't do that, I, I fail. And again, at a shelter, you can't save everybody, but you got to try every single time. And if every cat gets that effort of you trying to save that specific cat to the best of your ability, I think you can do a lot better job as than if you just marry yourself to the can't save them all, shrug your shoulders, lost another one. Eh, what are you going to do? That's, you, you can't do that. You just can't. So, well, you can, and most do, but I can't. So, uh, you know, two and a half years later, after being called unadoptable and everything else under the sun, 11-year-old Shotzi came from a feral cat at eight years old, went home. And that's that's exactly why I do what I do. I don't give a fuck who likes me. I don't give a fuck who doesn't agree with what I say. But at the end of the day, that cat is alive because of me. That cat is adjusting to a new, new home right now. That cat isn't living in a cage. That cat isn't dead two years ago. That cat is laying on somebody's fucking couch. I mean, maybe under the couch. I know Shotzi, she's not quite on the couch yet, but she will be. And, uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud. You know, you, you build them up for these moments and you try to build yourself up for these moments too, because it's bittersweet. You know, you, you do everything you can to protect them. And you know that, you know, when they do leave your care, that's not an option anymore. You know, the world has to protect them for you, you know, that their new owners have to have that same level of protection that, that you had, you know, and yeah, you, know, you get some bad homes here and there. So that, you know, the, the fear of like, oh, Holy shit. What if this is one of those, you know, do your best to screen, but sometimes people tell you what you like to hear. And, you know, you've invested so much and, you know, you've, promise this cat and that's something I do regularly call me crazy call me whatever the fuck but I promise these cats that I'll protect them tell them like don't you know you can let your guard down because I'm better than every motherfucker in here and look I got you don't worry about lunging don't worry about trying to do this and that I'll make sure that motherfuckers aren't hurting you that ain't gonna happen in my care and I don't you know it, it takes a little bit more than that fucking little pep talk but that's that's the energy that I carry. That's the attitude that I carry with them. And just like, look, I, I got you. Don't worry about a fucking thing. You used to, you know, run when a car came down the street or this fucking jerk off neighbor used to bang his garbage cans because you were by his house and you were being fed by the neighbor. And uh, never mind all of that shit. We're, we're doing a new thing now and I got you. So, you know, sending that cat off to their next chapter is fucking, you know, 
it's emotional. It's emotional, especially after that huge transition, that huge um, progression and, and change in everything she went through. It's it's just an amazing feeling for her to you know take that next step. So, I figured I'd share that with you guys. I like to share some uh, some animal stories because it's something I care far more about than any of this wrestling shit. Like, you know, wrestling is something I used to be into, and I'm really barely at all anymore. But as I've said, I know the players, I know the uh, the characters, I know like a lot of the people as far as just having followed them for a couple decades. So now, you know. I could so easily comment on how I feel about this and this and this, but I'm the furthest thing from invested in wrestling. You know, if it wasn't for the internet, I'd fuck. I, there's no way I'd know anything because I, I don't turn on WWE TV. I don't, you know, I don't know how else you followed this shit back then. Back then it was like fucking tapes from going to the shows. I don't go to fucking shows anymore. Oh, and just one more little cap on the fucking Robbie Marino thing. I don't go to shows, but even when I did, I wouldn't be going to shows that booked fucking Robbie Marino as a wrestler. So, I mean, you know, he's working like I've seen these fucking dates and uh, these these shows that he puts up. And it's it's nothing that I used to attend. I used to attend like the local kind of shindy type deals, but they were like five minutes from my house, you know? So that was like, "Mm, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then sometimes you get like the main event would be all right. Like a name guy that you knew or, uh, you know, you'd have, that's, that's how I, I saw like the back seats and Rick blade and all of those guys, because they happen to be at this, you know, local joint. But, but anyway, um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Like I said, check out my uh, puppet channel over there, Grizz World. Uh, I'm going to put some more shit up in the coming week. Uh, I'll be back next week, hopefully, sometime. So I'm just trying to trying to fucking keep my, my uh, mental stability together. You know, it's tough, guys. You know, we're out here fucking doing this thing, and the world is completely fucking different for everyone. Everyone is dealing with some shit here. And this is uh this is this is real deal stuff. You can keep yourself active physically. That's gonna help you a lot mentally. It really is because you gotta kind of tire yourself out. You know, give yourself a little uh something to recover from because the more time that you're just idle and thinking and the thoughts are spinning and spinning, things get dark quick. I know. And um, you know, like I said, try to surround yourself with things of comfort. Yeah, we've been doing the fucking movie nights with the new TV. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, You know, enjoy your fucking family. You got a couple more hours with them. Enjoy your family. I mean, there's people that that are going through this shit now that that have to think about the family member that's not there anymore because of this shit. You know? And you try to patch together whatever times you have together, but all, all you can do is think about, you know, the one that was taken away by this shit. So, you know, it's it's heavy shit, but let's just make the fucking best out of whatever we can. Don't stare at the fucking news all day, guys. Gather some information, figure out a few things, and then fuck, man, just watch. We're watching Dr. Doolittle tomorrow night. Thursday, we're watching Dr. Doolittle, too. You know what I mean? Go back to old fucking movies you liked. 
show them to the kids, do, do, you know, reinvent some shit, you know, do, do some shit that you've been putting off, you know, repaint some shit, you know, do, do what you fucking can. You just, you just got to try to fucking hold it together, you know, because, uh, this is, you know, we're at war with this shit. This is, this is some real shit that's taken hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, that's, that's just inevitable. And, you know, I mean, most likely you'll come out on the other side of this. I mean, I only get like, I don't know, 200 something listeners or some shit like this per week, which I am fucking flattered by. But, you know, out of 200 people, eh, probably everybody's going to make it. Um, But that doesn't mean that, you know, other people that you know aren't, you know, they might not make it. You know, there's there's some people that ain't going to make it. And this is this is some real shit, whether it's, you know, a financial fucking taxing on you, whether it's a a physical, uh, you know, you're being attacked by this shit physically or emotionally, you're losing this, or you're losing that. It's 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 heavy. But, you know, any any um anything you can get through, you know, by any means necessary, you got to fucking put some shit together. You got to put some things in order like I. I said, you know, go get your kids a trampoline, stick that shit in the backyard. Shit costs $150 for the big fucking trampoline. It'd be worth your money to, to have the kid occupied and, and doing something because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Animals don't know what's going on. I have some animals that are like attacking their owners and shit and emailing me like, yo, all of a sudden this cat started leaping on me and shit. Like he's, he's, he's not fucking around and I'm like, well, you know, this started like a month ago. Yeah, okay, well, what was your schedule like? Well, normally I'm out all day and he hangs out with the husband at home. Well, he's jealous of you. He's 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 not he's not having you up in the mix like that. He was cool with you, you know, around dinner time and shit, but all day with you? <laughs> he don't want that shit at all. So it's, you know, it's, it's fucking with everybody. Everybody's routine is off and change is not a comfortable thing. People don't like change. So, but, but you got to fucking find a way to shift gears and make this shit work for you. You know, it's not going to be the, the, the same way that you remember. It's not going to be the same way that you, you've grown to be comfortable with. It's going to be a little different, but you can shift gears and you can make this shit work and get through it. Or you can be one of the ones that don't. That's, that's really fucking, a lot of it is your call. The amount of safety that you have during this shit as well as your mental stability and, and figure out a good balance of the two. So I just figure I end this with a little fucking pep talk, whatever the fuck, because I'm such a jerk off. All right. So I had my plugs before and all that shit. Um, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week or whenever the fuck. Fuck a Teddy Hart. He's doing a podcast. We'll talk about that shit next week. Um, where's my fucking outro? I don't know, I just hit the fucking... Oh, shit! Peace.